0: Heavenly Father, I do thank you for this wonderful opportunity, Lord, where you're enabling me, Lord, to just share what you have done in my life. I pray, Father, that you will lead me this evening, Father, and allow me to speak by your Holy Spirit. I pray, Father, everything that I speak about, Lord, it will just centre us and focus on you, Lord, that people will see that all the glory and all the honour and all the praise belongs unto you alone. Lord, may you show throughout your scriptures, throughout your word, how it complies with my life, Father, that when I was not with you, it's just what you said within your word, Father. And I pray, Lord, that it will be evident to see, Father, how you was always there for me, pulling me towards you. But I pray for each and every one here tonight, Lord. I pray wherever they may be at with you, Lord, whatever stage they may be at in their walk with you, or even if they're not in a walk with you, I pray, Lord, that you will send your word to heal them. I pray, Lord, that you will do a work in their lives, Father, that you will just draw them closer unto you. I pray that their faith will increase in you. And I pray, Father, that they will come ultimately to trust in you with all of their heart and lean on their own understanding, but to acknowledge you in all of their ways so you can make their path straight and clear before them. So, Father, I pray that you will have all the glory and all the honour this evening, Father, as you lead me to speak in Jesus' name. Amen. So quickly, just reiterate, as I said again, yeah, Romans chapter 3, 4, let God be true, but every man a liar. Psalms 14, verse 1, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. So once again, anybody sitting in here, if they do not believe in God, God's word says, it's only the fool can say in their heart, there is no God. Psalms 51, verse 5, it tells me, I'm I'm leading up telling you about me, it says, Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin my mother conceived me. So, that's the same as everybody. Romans chapter 3, verse 23. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Likewise, all, that's everybody. Romans chapter 5, verse 19. For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. So also by one man's obedience, many will be made righteous. There you go, that was me Some of these verses that I just read It was all of us Clearly, all of us have sinned Behold, we was brought forth into iniquity And in sin, our mothers conceived us So what chance did I have? Starting life like that Not saying that as a sorry story, I'm just saying, you know, obviously I'm on the side of God's wrath straight away. All of us hopefully will recognise we was all coming into this world on the side of God's wrath. Proverbs chapter twenty two, six says, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old he will not depart from it. Okay, this is where I start my testimony now. So I've got wonderful parents. I've got a lovely father, I've got a lovely mother. I love them tremendously, I really do, I thank God for my mother and I thank God for my dad. My family were not believers, so therefore how could I be trained up in the way I could go, in terms of the way of God's way, let alone train me up in the way I could go. If they're born into society and they're following society's values, trying to live life in the best way that they possibly can, how are they going to train me up in the way I could go? They're going to take their model from what the world um, sends to them which is get a good education, try and get a good job, try and live life peaceably, try and live life according to society's values. So that was my starting life. Fortunately that didn't really work for me because there was I was in a dysfunctional family. My parents divorced when I was what about 15 so I didn't really have my mum and my dad to guide me in terms of both of them being there for me emotionally, in terms of watching me and seeing where I was going astray. That's why it's very important we know in God's word that God desires godly children. God desires a godly family. He desires the father, the man to be the man of the house, and he desires the mother that she will do a godly role. I didn't have that. And I'm not saying it in a way like for self-pity or anything. I'm just building a story. I'm sure a lot of you out there probably will identify, and you possibly will relate with me. But I'm just leading into the story. So that's how my life started. You know, as I said, we was all born into sin. Okay, we can see Acts chapter 22 verse 1 to Acts chapter 22 verse 1 to 22. Paul gives his testimony in Jerusalem. So. I'm going to follow the blueprint of Paul personally, right? So Paul is giving his testimony. Okay, well he starts as he addressed them. He greets them and addressed them in Hebrew. I'm going to greet and address you by saying greetings, brothers and sisters, yeah? Body of Christ, I'm going to greet you. I was born in London, born in St. Thomas' Hospital, that's Westminster. I grew up in um, Peckham, SE15, South London, I went to school in SE8, Dexford. My early days, you know, it was fun, it was cool, it was good. South London, yeah, had a nice time, grew up pretty much like most kids, you know, having fun, go out, weren't short on money in the family. Dad took us out, seaside, went on holidays, things was alright. Unfortunately for myself, at an early age, probably 14, 13, at school, I was introduced to activities that probably took me in a direction which was leading me into a life of crime. Likewise, 13, 14, I had an elder brother from Jamaica, so, you know, he used to smoke cannabis. So I was introduced to cannabis. So at an early age, I started getting involved in things that wouldn't have been productive and it wouldn't have been good for me. As I said, likewise again, I'm sure a lot of you probably may have experienced similarities anyway, leading from there in school, doing average, I suppose I was just an average kid, you know didn't get the best out of education, but like um done okay, leading from there, skipping school from time to time, you know, getting attracted to society outside looking on things that's looking appealing to me material things the fast life trying to look at things that you know how I could be independent can I have one sec please Jeff is there another mic I can't this is too much echo in my ears right can you not hear me can you hear me clear okay alright Yes. Yeah, sorry okay just one second right it's just reflecting back on me I'm not used to this Okay. All right. Yes. So, likewise, as I said, growing up at school, school days. School days was fun, school days was all right, but by school, you know, in school, I was obviously going astray. I wasn't going in the direction that most people go in, looking to graduate, get your A levels, get your O levels, go to college. that I wasn't going in that direction. It was pretty much soon as school finishes. I'm going to be out there looking in the world to see how I can get myself a job or more so get myself some money. Um, yes, you know, I had some friends, probably they introduced me to like start doing crimes, burglaries and so forth. So I started going off in the wrong direction. Um, I will say, we can see in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, it says, whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is, the image of good, should shine, who is the image of God, should shine on them. So it tells you, it tells you Ephesians also, chapter 2, verse 2, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in his sons of disobedience. So we can see, Satan is the God of the airways. We can see, if you're not walking with God as I wasn't walking with God, you can see where all of my influences was coming from. The television, the media, the, the, the music, all of these influences around was influencing me in one way or another. And um, that's where I got my influences from. So just like we're in church today, the word of God is being preached and hopefully you're going to hear what God's word, you're going to hear the scriptures. For me, my influence was secular secular influence, that's not godly influence. So that led me to places where by the time I left school at 16, I went to DC. By the time I come out of DC, I spent six months in DC. By the time I come out of DC, I went to Ballstall six months later. I come out of Ballstall a couple of months, probably five months or so forth, done a bit of remand time, growing up a little bit more. Then I went to the Old Bailey, you know, had trials at Old Bailey for firearms, TDA. So you can see things are getting a little bit more deeper. I'm a drug dealer then, you know, also I'm starting to take drugs. I'm taking heroin and cocaine. So I'm also getting an addict. I'm also becoming, you know, addicted with my own supply. And um, with that, life was really getting a little bit hectic not even a little bit but life was getting hectic and um, you can see by and then you know I was I was just drenched in darkness you know um my life was not in a good place but at the same time that's all I knew I accepted life like that and to be honest you know while I was blinded by the enemy I pretty much thought my life was okay in terms of financially and material things what I had Little did I know, really, you know, the Bible told you there's a way that seems right to man, but at the end it leads to death. So it seemed all right to me, but at the end it really would have led to death, most definitely would have led to death if it weren't for God's grace and for God's goodness. 1 John 5:19 says, We know that we are of God, and the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. See, we can testify here tonight that we know we are of God. And we can say the old word lies under the sway of the wicked one. That's for those who do not believe in the name of Jesus Christ. They lay in the sway of the wicked one. And that's where I was. I lay in the sway of the wicked one. I was really influenced by him. We know, it told you in John, that enemy comes but to kill, to steal and to destroy. And he pretty much had a stronghold over my life at that time. He pretty much had me in a place where I was being destroyed. I was being destroyed through a lack of knowledge. I was being destroyed through to my health. Um, He was most definitely helped to kill me. I was spiritually dead anyway. Um, At the same time, he probably would have used me to probably do his work and destroy other people or kill other people. But praise God, it didn't come to that. So life wasn't really, it wasn't in a good place for me. But as I said, I suppose I was ignorant to knowing what freedom was really about. To know who the sun sets for is free indeed. I didn't know that. So I was ignorant of all of that. So I continue in that. I will say as time went on, you know, you can get a pretty much picture of what my lifestyle was like. I will tell you a time where things probably started looking good for me, though I was still in crime. There was a time after doing some sentence. Um, I got arrested for a jewellery shop. It's a robbery. And I was on remand in prison. Um, the solicitor told me I was looking at about eight years but I got caught and they got everything back and to me I thought wow eight years in prison I didn't get a penny from this I got caught they got everything back for me that would have been hard I pretty much could handle at the time doing the crime and doing the time if I'd got away with the proceeds but in this case I didn't get away with the proceeds So to be told I was gonna get it eight years I thought no that's not so Four years of my life in prison, I didn't get a penny. That would have been really rough on me. Anyway, I stayed on remand for about eight months and then I went to Staffordshire Crown Court to be sentenced. And while I was in Crown Court downstairs in the cells, I purposely, intentionally, I was down there. I don't know what swayed me to do this, but I was down there. I go, God, I pray I get no more than five years. I pray I get less than five years. I prayed that prayer. I went in front of the judge. I got four years. Praise God. So we know God answers prayers. Though I was not walking with the Lord, I didn't know the Lord Jesus Christ but I will testify the God God that we serve. He heard my prayers and he answered my prayers. If I knew better, probably I would have said, Lord, I pray no more than a year and less than a year. But like, praise God, he answered my prayers there, right? So that's the good God that we serve. He's a wonderful God. Now, throughout that four years in prison, I will say that, I got drawn to the Bible, I had a little Bible in prison, and I used to read the Bible because out of that four years, I've done two years, eight months, so throughout the period of that time in prison, Um, I did find a Bible when I was reading a Bible. And I will say people who knew me from outside, from South London, who knew me and they was in prison. So my associates was a lot of offenders likewise. So I knew them in there. Word was going out. People would probably come out of prison and say, Andrew's a Christian. I wasn't a Christian, but I heard word back. People would say, Andrew's a Christian. Christian. Why? Because I was reading a Bible. Um, Throughout that sentence as well, unfortunately, you know, I was seeking, don't know what I was seeking, but I was seeking probably Yeah, probably seeking God But I didn't know God um, I was reading the Bible for a good portion out of that um, sentence I also was doing medit- I was meditating You know, I was doing things like that um, I was reading some books To do with some, some things That we don't even want to mention And then likewise again Coming to the end of that sentence I touched on a bit of tarot cards And um, yeah, came out of prison I came out of prison and, um, yep, went back to crime again, went back to drug dealing, continuing drug dealing. Um, this time it got a little bit more deeper, I suppose. Um, yeah, I, t- I touched on a little bit of, um, you know, in, um, Jamaican culture, you might say obia. So I touched on a little bit of, of witchcraft, yeah. I was doing that, I would say to you, I was doing that ignorantly because. In my heart, I was, all right, the lifestyle I was living, I was probably looking for some kind of guidance and protection in what I was doing, though I was doing it illegally. And I'd like to think that my heart was searching for God, though I was participating in in witchcraft. And um, anyway, I speed through that. Um, Probably after about, Eight months or a year participating in activities like that. I got arrested after I went on holiday. I came back. I got arrested, and the same person who was um, doing the stuff that he was doing, the rituals and so forth, he probably much he pretty much assured me, you know, he thought he had the power that he could get me off my case. I got caught with um, some ounces of um, drugs and um, I was on remand my mother was a Christian previously throughout this story you know probably five years previously to this my mother was a Christian so I did witness her uh, baptism me and my brothers it was just a matter of probably um whatever goods for mum. if it's good for mum, it's cool you know we're totally ignorant don't know Jesus but you know I witnessed my mom's baptism obviously I know my mum was laboring in prayers Um, So my mum was labouring prayers heavy for me As I said when I was on remand I was in prison My mum used to send me letters And I know she sent some tracks. I remember I was in my cell And pretty much I'd open up a letter And like she'd send me a track, Something about Jesus And it was real resistance You know throwing it on the floor Like you know don't you understand You know don't really want that You know in my ignorance And in my darkness My mind being blinded So um, on remand um, went to court. This person who was doing these things for me, he came to court, and he was supposedly meant to do something and get me get me free. But you know, praise God, he did come to court. That person did get exposed. I remember for um, something like um, he got exposed for something. Because of that, he couldn't give evidence or to testify for me. I think he got exposed. What was it? What was it? something indecent or something something like that so you know he couldn't he couldn't really stand on he couldn't really stand on my behalf anyway but I can see God had a plan there anyway so I was on remand for a while then I had to put some money up to surety not me and I got out on bail I was out on bail and I'd say round about the time I was out on bail you know I was trying to behave myself in terms of I wasn't heavily involved in crime because I was on bail for a conspiracy to sell drugs so I was hoping that I'd beat the case so I thought I'd behave myself lay low and while I was out you know I realised a few people came up and testified to me telling me about Jesus Christ. Um, I was doing some cabin as well driving a taxi. I remember I picked up some people to go to church as well you know I brought them to a church somewhere in Croydon and It just left an impression on me anyway. I do believe round about there God was working on my life and, you know, just making me acknowledge believers, Christians, you know, as I said, the faithful ones who was coming by and witnessing to me, telling me about Jesus Christ. And I will say previously, I have had people tell me about Jesus Christ and I would, when they come and talk to me, they would tell me do you believe in Jesus you know he died for your sins if you believe in him you'll be saved and my mind, my understanding I would say yes but you know I didn't experience didn't know more than that So likewise again you know to know that evangelists from york will be coming here again i would encourage people you know if they do have the time to do go out and evangelize or if you don't go out do stay home and praise for those who are evangelizing because there's a large proportion of us in here probably who may have had god's probably we had god's word planted you know in our life by people evangelizing or people going out and watering that seed that already was planted when you heard about jesus you know we know all God brings the increase But I will encourage that I went out with Lauren a couple of weeks ago And I realised that's me I've not been doing that for ages But I know that that's me That's something I need to do So I really encourage you know In this fellowship still If we can stir one of us up for that Anyway, so as I said, people used to do that to me. So I know, I realise now, God was planting, you know. I'm his field and he was sowing his word in my heart. It was watering in my heart. But obviously, I was in a rebellious place, you know. We know Satan is a prince of the airways, you know, you know that by the media. Look, look at what they say. Listen to the music, the secular music. It's not glorifying God, you know. Look at the TV programmes. It's not glorifying God, you know. It's keeping you in darkness, you know. Look at a lot of these big companies out there that we work for and everything. They don't glorify God, you know. So it's got you in captivity. So that's where I was, as I said now anyway. So um, I was uh, I do realise God working on my life, trying to reveal himself to me. Then I went back up court for my trial. I really thought, you know, you see, God resists the proud, begs. list up, the humble, Yeah. So at the time I was proud, you know, I was proud, you know, I really thought I was all that, you know, a lot of people involved in illegal activities, some of them really do think they're all that, I really thought I would get off this case. I've got cases before I really thought I would get off this case and then everything could carry on and be the same you know to be honest as well going back in this story I've been in times where you know even throughout my lifestyle through doing my crime and I was a dealer I used to sit in my kitchen I remember a time taking heroin and I used to take heroin and in my kitchen I used to figure to myself I might as well not be living because I do have money I'm making money but I've got an addiction Yeah, so daily is the same thing really, I can get up, I go here and I go there, but most of the times I'm chilling, I'm at home because of my addiction, yeah, I can let someone call me pop out and sell drugs, but I'm not living, I figured again, I could be, might as well be in prison, I don't want to be in prison, but I'm not living, I'm really deceiving myself, you know, I'm thinking I'm making all this money, but I'm not living. I've got an addiction. The truth is, again, you know, I saw a lot of my friends probably go into a rehab and some of them fall back again. I sat in my kitchen, I know in my heart, I thought, it's only God can deliver me from this. So, you know, I know I've said that and I've experienced that. I thought, it's only God can deliver me from this. And sure enough, in His time, he would do. So likewise, I've gone to court they've taken my bail away and they've put me in prison so they found me guilty now so I'm sitting in prison I'm just waiting then the time's going to come up and we're going to be they're going to sentence me so I'm in prison now I know I'm going to be sentenced I don't know what I'm going to get I'm in there and while I was in my cell by now this time around second time around in prison I used to, I'd get a Bible while I was in prison I would have a Bible and I'd just read it, you know the stories in the Old Testament about David and Goliath and the giant with six toes as well I used to find them really fascinating, yeah God's spirit was pulling on me it was doing something to me I didn't understand but his spirit was pulling me so this time while I'm back in prison now anyway, I'm found guilty and um, yeah, I'm found guilty, I'm in prison I was in a cell um I had my bible I had a bible I remember again I had a picture on the way out of the sun newspaper with just the world it was just the world a photograph taken from 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 space you know like it just had a picture of the world out there in the universe you know things like that used to fascinate fascinate me you know I used to just figure wow like a lot of people I believe there's some kind of power out there, there's something out there but they don't know God, you know, so pretty much I was in that place I was in my cell and then Somebody came in my cell, because when you're in prison, you get people come and share your cell, you live and let live, yeah, you know, and um, I was in a single cell for a period of time, then someone came into my cell, and this person that came in, right, um, his, names were, his name was Chooks Ojugal, he came in my cell, door opened and he came in, and as soon as he was at the door, I was on the top bunk, right, he came in and he saw a Bible on my pillar, look at me, the religious one, it's on my pillar, you know, keep me safe, right, yeah, so he came in the cell, and as um, soon as he came in he goes oh I'm glad to be in a cell with another Christian because you know if you're in prison you might think a certain way you live a certain way you know you've got Satanists you know you've got all kind of people so for a Christian you know it would be nice if you're in a cell with somebody who's like-minded you know if you go in a cell and then somebody's a Satanist or somebody else you know you're in prison you've got to live so for him to come in and see a bible in there he thought wow it's good to be in a cell with a Christian and that's all I know. He said that and I just say, I know God touched me or something. I jumped off my bunk, right, and I said, now I believe in Jesus Christ and when I come out, I have to go to church. Yeah, it it was like that. That's how it was for me. God just done something there and then. Previous over time, I had heard the gospel, you know, people talked to me, as I said, people evangelized. But I will say, my prison cell on the bunk there, someone just came in and said, no, I'm glad to be a silver Christian. And I jumped off my bunk and said, no, I believe in Jesus Christ. That was my experience. I can only say, basically, like Paul, going back to Paul and his, um, on his, and his testimony in Acts chapter 22, 1 to... 1 to 22. I can say that, you know, um, Jeremiah does tell you twenty-nine, thirty, and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. I will say I was searching for God. I didn't know who God was, but I acknowledge that there must be a God. In my eyes, there must be a God. My way of thinking was, mankind is crazy. This world is crazy. I I, I listen to politicians, I listen to people telling me it's this way, it's that way. My idea, life is just crazy, there has to be a God. I didn't know who he was though, but I knew there has to be a God. So somewhere, all the things that I went through, I was seeking him and I was searching him, I was searching for him. But as for that that incident, then that time in my prison cell, Galatians chapter 1, 15 to 16, Paul says, But when it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called called me for his grace to reveal his son in me that I might preach him among the Gentiles, I did not immediately confer with flesh and blood. So I will hold to that scripture likewise when it pleased God. I knew God knew me before I was even in my mother's womb. I know those things now. But I knew when it pleased God, in his moment, in his time, he revealed Jesus Christ to me. And he's done it in a wonderful way in a prison cell. So I saw somebody come in and I confess Jesus Christ, all glory and honour to God. So I've got a Christian in myself to talk with him, to find out what is a Christian about and how do you walk. Then whole, you know, I find out the person in the cell next door to me is a Christian as well. So now my eyes are really opening. I can see God's. you know, he's brought a Christian into myself and he's given me another Christian next door. But what God is showing me here now, right, is here, now you've got it. You've got two Christians in prison now. The one next door is a Christian and he's a Christian. Now, they've both been Christian and they were both out in the world. So God is showing me, obviously, they slipped yeah, So that's the first start he's saying for me, now I've broke that cycle, you're not going back to prison. Because these two, they were Christians before they came to prison, so something happened and they found themselves back in prison. So I'm seeing God show me all these things, you know, you're not going back to prison. So as I said, I stayed in prison from there, I wasn't sentenced yet, but then eventually, probably after four or three months, yeah, I got five years So, five years, the earliest I can get out is two and a half years, be a good boy, get parole, you know. Um, I figured this time round, you know, I'm going to do less than what I've done on a four year sentence, you know, and um, yes, so I'm in there and I will say throughout my two and a half years in there... It was a wonderful time, an intimate time with the Holy Spirit. I say that because gradually when you get sentenced, you go to a work in prison and then you get your own cell, your own cell, meaning that's your your abode for your time there until you go to another place. And I will say in that time, I will say that was one of my most intimate and wonderful time I had with the Lord. I will say that because even though it's in prison, it was so intimate, you know, You know, people will forsake you, people will leave you, you know, people who's close to you. But the Lord never forsakes you. And for me, being in there, you know, you look to the outside world at times. I weren't married to my wife did, you know. Sure she'd be there but like um you know you look to people outside to keep contact with them and you hope that they can do things to you people try to do that but people do let you down but the lord never lets you down he never let me down the things that he revealed to me in his word the hope that he gave me about the new life that he has for me it's so encouragement built me up it really didn't build me up right so i continued in there and John chapter fifteen sixteen makes us know, right? You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain. That whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. Throughout that time in prison, you know, um, being in there, probably I would say at that time still, I probably, you know, for the first couple of months had a bit of a rough edge and people probably, you know, they looked at me and figured I probably might fit, A candidate who still might be in prison and still up to no good so I had a wonderful time to evangelise because people would come and befriend me probably because I'm tall and hopefully I would be doing illegal activities but that just gave me the opportunity to evangelise to them and tell them about Christ Jesus so I had a wonderful time I will say and even to this day I still try to maintain I try, I do find it a little bit harder right, I try to maintain that solitary time with the Lord which is something that we all need to find we all need to take that time away where you can have solitary time with that Lord and as I said you know going back to that time in prison I, it's, it's something very valuable that it's taught me and I still work hard to try and keep that out here it's so much more busy out here but it's something so important to do anyway my sentence come to an end well, while I was in prison, sorry, you know, I've, I've I've gone through a few things, I will say the Lord's goodness as well, I just touch on his goodness, I remember in there, I was smoking at the time, smoking cigarettes, tobacco, and, um, you know, likewise, I had many a times thinking, oh, I want to stop smoking tobacco, you know, I'd have it, I'd go and give it away to someone, because I really didn't want to smoke, but the addiction was kind of too strong for me, so I'd give it to someone, later on in the night, I'd go back to them, can I have some, you know, that's that's what addiction does, you, every Everybody knows addiction in there, no one is exempt for it, whatever area it is, many different areas, many different areas, you know, the Bible told you there's no temptation uncommon to man, so no one's exempt to it, right, so that's how it was, right, really it shows, I don't want to be smoking cigarettes, give it there, but that desire is pulling me, that desire pulls me, pulls me, i go back and do that, Um, there was a service in prison, um, in prison, sorry. I went to a DCAT prison, which this prison is is kind of renowned at that time. It's renowned for sex offenders. So I left the Bcat prison. I went to a Ccat prison downgrade. Then I went to a DCAT prison. The DCAT prison is renowned for sex offenders you know, all those things. And I was walking with the Lord throughout my sentence from probably, this is after about 21 months or so. So I've gone there working where I'm ready to be released shortly. And when I went to that prison, I was going to go to the church on the Sunday. I was walking to go to the church, but, you know, I walked to the church, but my thinking, looking in the church at that time, visually, the people in the church you know, my mindset, you know, I was looking at them of, the offenders the, 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 the as they were I was really looking at that I walked there and I really I went to the door I go I can't go in there I'm not going in there all throughout my sentence remember I was saved at the start of my sentence I've done nearly two years going to church you know trying to practice God's commandments but as I said when I went to this prison there's something I thought I can't go in there I prayed I eventually did go in there probably after a week I went in there and it was a church where where the pastor or it was more Catholic in there sorry they was there like they had a cross in there you know and he always turned around and said things and he always done that and it was the same ritual weekly you know and I know in Deuteronomy it says thou shalt bow down and worship nothing in heaven on earth so it used to really burn me you know so But at the same time, I was going to church. Then after a month, another pastor came into the church, which was good, you know. They was a bit more charismatic and everything. And they brought people in from outside who really did preach the gospel. And what I want to say, is, someone came in from outside to preach the gospel. They preached on blind Bartimaeus in the book of Mark, in the book of Mark, not sure what chapter, blind Bartimae sitting on the road saying, Jesus, Jesus, the disciple, keep quiet, you know what I mean? But he shout out all, all more so, Jesus, 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 stop. Shows Jesus, you know what I mean? He's ready to hear you. Sometimes you do have to call out, call out though, the enemy or people will tell you stop. And um, anyway, Jesus brought him to it. And he asked him specifically, what would you have me do? You know, and he, I believe he asked for his sight. Yeah, he got his sight. So they preached that story. So faith came, you know, we heard it, we had faith and that. Then they called us out, they sang a wonderful song, Jesus, we exhort you. And when we worship, you build your throne, you know, so they sang a wonderful song and everything, set the atmosphere. And we all came out, you know, and, um, you know, some people was there, was looking and laughing and joking in prison and everything. We came out there and I came out and, um, you know, and um, they asked me, what do they want me, what do they want me, what do they want me to, what do they want me, what do they want? What they asked me, what do I want them to pray for me for, Right. So I said that I want to stop smoking, take away the nicotine, and I will say, you know, they came and, you know, they prayed, and that's the first time I will say, you know, the Holy Spirit touched me and I went down. I will say that, you know, I know they were sincere in the gospel. I read that scripture. It lines up everything, you know. I know they worship God. All glory to God. Pray for me, touch me. And I know, you know, I felt so relaxed. I felt so at ease. The Lord just put me at ease. I fell down and they prayed for me, and that nicotine was gone. By then I could truly go back on the wing. I could give it away, and I was set free. So I just want to share that what a wonderful God that we do have. He really does deliver us in many ways, as we've seen with our wonderful sister Amina. But God will do it in simple things as big things, as He will and as He chooses. Yeah. So you know we know Mark chapter nine twenty three. With God, all things are possible. So whatever your situation, all things are possible to those who believe yeah, so praise God, anyway, that's happened, I came out of prison now, coming out of prison was another story now, I had to learn how to walk out in the world now, being in prison, I've got boundaries, you know, I can only go so far, yeah, I'm incarcerated, I'm locked up, so once I came out of prison, you know, I have to learn how to live out there, you know, I've got the freedom, I can go here, I can do this, I can take that, I cannot take that, in prison, my desire is to get out of prison, so, you know, there's responsibility restrictions, I'm going to walk that way. I came back out of prison, you know, I located to Wells, you know, I chose to get away from London to break that chain or praise God, God allowed me to go there. Probably for me, you know, it was, that was my wilderness period. I was out and after probably about eight months, I was working, which is a new lifestyle for me. I didn't work, I was working and that, but unfortunately, you know, I used to do activities up there before and then, um, you know, I started slowly going backwards, I was going to a church up there, but um, I started to take um, heroin again, people was giving it to me free, the aim was to give it to me free, give it a while, obviously I'm going to want to get money, so I'm going to get back in and do activities, right, but the one thing while I was doing that, I was still going church. So even though I was still taking it, I was still going to church, you know? And I do know when I used to sit down sometimes with people, I'd say, it's only Jesus, only Jesus can deliver me from this, only Jesus can deliver me from this. So through going to church and doing that, you know, I spoke to someone, then I went to a rehab, you know, then after eight months in the rehab, I was cleaned up and I came out of there, you know? So fast forward, you know, like, um, I've learned that lesson, I stayed away from there, carry on. So it was just learning how to walk with the Lord and how to give myself to him, and how to be faithful to allow him to use me, I do know that um I do know that um sorry like Colossians chapter one thirteen it tells us clearly you know he hath delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us in the kin into the kingdom of his son of his love and two corinthians five seventeen Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. At the realization of that, I understand that, like, you know, the old nature, the old Andrew, used to live a certain way. I used to live according to the course of the world, according to the course of society, secular society. That's how I was trained. That is how I was trained. But until I had the revelation of who Jesus Christ was, I didn't know no different, but when the Lord really revealed himself to me and really encouraged me, I started to see change in my life and I had hope, I had a desire to live a, a right a life that was pleasing to God. That still had to take time to work itself out. I had to be in the right fellowship again. I had to be around believers who was sold out for Christ Jesus, you know, some of you know, you know, we may have been churches before, we go to church on Sunday, we may take part in fellowship, but, you know, it's like a club, and I will say probably some of my early years in church was pretty much like that, I turn up, I go to church, yeah, that's fine, I hear the word of God, but at the same time, I didn't really know how to really Let that word work effectively in me because I believe. God's word told you, God's word works effectively in you who believes in it. I I wasn't really around all those believers who probably would, you know, I could look at them and I could see Christ Jesus in them. The Bible told you, don't you know, Christ dwells within your heart. So amongst ourselves when we look around one another, we really want to see Jesus amongst us because we know there's more than two or three of us, so we know he's here in the midst. So really, we want to see Jesus amongst us. We most definitely want to see Christ amongst us. Yeah. So as I said, I probably didn't have that I don't think I did or I didn't recognize it in my first early years when I was in the church so therefore you know as I said there was a lot of things to work out I probably just attended church and that was it you know knowing I want more out of life living a lifestyle that I lived before I knew it was wrong and it was negative I know it was detrimental to my health and people around me but at the same time there was some element of excitement in it for me. That's why it had me and it captivated me to be delivered out of darkness now and to be conveyed into the kingdom of his son, of his love. Yes, that's fine. But at the same time, I wanted to learn how do I live life within this? How do I enjoy God, you know? I don't want to be under the law just doing things and people saying, I want to have that liberty. I want to know how to live in that liberty and enjoy Christ in my life. So that took time. A period in my life came now. Likewise, I was in Wales. Then I decided up here in Wales, I don't know. I don't believe I grow too much in a period of a few years up there. I came down to London. My desire was to come back down to London find work in London and join a church down here which was Calvary South London where I used to go to. So I used to come down London and I was down here for a while and at that time I wasn't working so I gave myself freely to be used by the Lord which I commend a lot of you, some of you in the congregation who doesn't work but I shouldn't say that because you do work, you just don't have a salary. Work is just being productive, yeah? Work is just getting up and doing something. You're sweeping this floor, you work, you get up, you clean your house, you work. It's just a salary, that, that's all it is, you know? So, I do commend those who probably give their time, you know, because as you sow, I pray you're going to reap, you know what I mean? The Lord is faithful, yeah? Do continue in your good doing, because in due time you will receive reward, is reward from him. But, As I said, I came back down to London and um, I was working, not getting a salary, but I was working in terms of looking at any of the congregation or any of my brothers and sisters that I know where I could help them, assist them, do painting, move things, do anything like that. Plus as well, my brother used to give me work and I had a wonderful time at that period as well because I used to walk. I wasn't driving. Along the way when I used to walk, I used to be singing to the Lord. I used to be in intimate fellowship as well. I got pulled to a place as well where I used to get up like three o'clock in the morning and pray with the Lord, get up like six o'clock in the morning. I really went through a period of that for about eight months with the Lord. I was crying out as well to the Lord for a job, for a good job. I really was. Then something came to me, what the Lord revealed to me, which, you know, some of us are so hard hearing, and, you know, some of us are like that. Myself, back from years ago, you know, I did have a little gold pendant, which was a symbol of the Demonic lifestyle that I had got involved with. You see, so ignorant. I'm walking with Christ, but yet still to me, I'm thinking a little pendant. There's a story like that somewhere in the Old Testament, you know? But I'm still opening, I'm still keeping that thinking is it's some kind of goal, it's going to do me good. But the Lord showed me that needs to go, you know? It really needs to go. And, um, you know, I did I did go back to Wells because I was going back there a bit, I got that and I threw that in the sea, I threw that in the sea, and then a time came to me as well where I felt, I just felt an awesome fear of the Lord, I felt like a little rag doll, or you know, like a little skeleton sometimes, you see those skeleton statues? Yeah, I felt like a skeleton. I felt like the Lord wobbled me. I could feel like every single bone in my body jolt. I really felt like the fear of my Lord. You know, the fear of the Lord really rocked me, and like I got down my knees, I repented and everything to Him. But I'm saying that now, right? As I said, after about eight months interceding and getting close to the Lord, after that. He opened up a door for me because I was doing some voluntary work. He opened up a door for me. I thought I was coming back to London but he had other plans for me to stay at Wales. He opened up a door for me in a prison up there where I was doing voluntary work for probably about a year. Then a job spec came up for me. It was handmade for me, you know. The the chaplaincy in there told me, Andrew just fill out this and that, that's for you, you know, because I'm practically, I'm doing the job already. It's just I wasn't getting paid, you know. Believe me, they told me just fill it out like that. I've done that. God prepared that for me I believe after a certain amount of obedience then likewise I got that job done within two weeks in that prison as well because I'd written a little package he opened up a door for me as well so I was working in there self-employed in there then a month after that I got another job this was all kind of like um, I was doing what 20 hours as a community chaplain then the um, self-employed work I was doing in the evenings then I got another job in a school so I'm just explaining and just telling you of God's goodness how he provided for me for that period of time god is really so faithful he really is and up to this day you know um, i've got a beautiful wife which i've interceded and prayed to the lord for and i just thank god because you know he is really faithful you know it tells you be anxious for nothing but in everything prayers supplications petitions make your definite request be made known unto god That's philippians chapter four chapter four verse six so god god really is faithful And likewise, again, you know, he says to me in Romans chapter 14, verse 8 if you live, you live unto God. If you die, you die unto God. Your life is not your own. This is a personal message. This is a personal scripture that God has spoken unto me. I'm still in the process working that out in terms of realizing from time to time yes, God, I heard you. My life is not my own. So whether I lie down and I die, or whether I'm living my life is not my own that's saying to me like I'm a bond servant it really is as I said unfortunately time to time you know I do need to be woken up to realise that because it's like I'm trying to take my life back to live it in a certain way but God is such a wonderful God he really is and that's just a big, brief bit of service. That's just a quick flyover of like, you know, where I was, you know. But the aim and the heart of this really is to glorify God who can take a rugged person like me. But yet still, we all know I'm no more rugged from any one of you sitting here because the scripture said from the start, you know, from the start, you know, what a wonderful God. We know God is no respecter of person. That's nobody. So it's not like us who's going to single someone out and figure, ah, that one was really, look at the things that he done. Sin is a sin. Sin is a sin. You're out of pulse. You're out of line with God. You're not walking in God's commandments. You're not walking in God's statutes. God says you do it this way. You step out of line. That's a sin. So, you know, as I said, the things that I've done, It's it's the same, we all, we all, behold, we was brought forth in iniquity and in sin our mothers conceived us. But thank God, he is such a wonderful God. Amongst all the muck and everything, he knew, he can say that you are his handiwork. He predestined you, he foreordained you to do his good work in Christ Jesus so wherever you are tonight really intimate with the Lord battling with the Lord because you may have some desires where you may figure like you've been in the wilderness for a long time or, or the way you've been walking with the Lord things have been really roses in terms of things have been really good and now it doesn't seem like that that you may figure I wonder what is happening just know, God is totally in control of every situation. Every situation. There's nothing he doesn't see. There's nothing he doesn't know. He knows everything. And truly, he really does love you and he desires intimacy with you. So coming to close as this all glorify God once again. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, That whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's an invitation for every single one of us here. And those who believe in the Lord and receive him, the commission is for us to go out into the world. So people that don't know this scripture, dare to hear this scripture, dare to have this same invitation like I did, like a lot of you did. We're to be sowers of the word, even waterers of the word, and God will bring the increase when he's ready. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. There's a lot of people who don't believe that they're sinners. I didn't know I was a sinner once upon a time. I do think those I do thank the, fact of the faithful evangelists who went out there to share that word with me. The wages of sin is death. God demonstrated His own love towards us in while we were still sinners. Christ died for us. Wonderful Lord. Wonderful God. And clearly, if you do confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. As I said, it was ministered to me many a times. I do confess to you, you know, people put that to me. I said I believed in Jesus. Though I probably walked away and continued in sin, people may look at me and figure, oh, he's an evil, he doesn't believe in the Lord. But God knows, the Bible tells you, the Lord knows those who are his. Yeah? There's one judge. There's only one who's good. And that's our God. So I'm just going to close now um, with a prayer. And then um, so we'll continue, right? So we'll just close with a prayer. Then I'm going to answer on that. Father God, I do thank you that you, Lord, you look down. And I can only but imagine at times, Father, our it really touches you to see us lord entangled in sin and entangled in in darkness lord but yet still you have paved and made the way lord to set us free lord i thank you for uh, allowing me just to share just a bit of what has happened in my life father and i pray father that the minds will be focused upon your goodness father i pray pray above everything lord people will see the kind of god that you are lord and I pray, Father, that people will be encouraged that wherever they are right now, Lord, they only but need just to call upon your name, Father, just by believing in you, Lord, in their heart, Father, and believe that you raised Christ from the dead and that they can be saved. But, Lord, I pray that your word that has gone out today, Lord, in multiple scriptures, Father, I pray, Lord, that it not will not return to you void. But, Lord, I pray that the hearts will just retain it, and I pray that they will encourage us. You declare that you send your word to heal us. So Lord, I ask that you will just continue to encourage us tonight, Lord, as we fellowship. And um, as I believe Lauren and that will come and just sing some songs, Lord. I pray that you will just minister unto us, Lord. I ask us in Jesus' name. Amen.